Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Well, Aaron and I get along great, and I did talk to him. I'm not going to uh, talk about all that we talked about, but he uh, he was, let's just say, surprised that, uh, that they went in that direction. Brett Favre. By the way, hold on. Before we bring Sage in here, Rami, Rami just texted us from Quarantine Studio Q. You have breaking news. I have breaking news, guys. Do I get a sounder? Do yeah, I get a breaking on. news Sorry, sounder? Just, hold on a second. Hold on. Uh, one season has come to a close, you guys. One season has been canceled. Is it NASCAR? No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. We will not have baseball in 2020. I mean, Little League baseball. Little League has canceled the 2020 oh. World Series and region tournaments. We will not have Little uh, League not, baseball. Way to go, Rami. In 2020. I'm actually okay with that. I'm okay with no that. No Little League World Series. Should just take it off TV. Oh, I'm I, so desperate no for World Series. Sports, I might have watched. No, <laughs> no way. This is a I step in the right direction. Danny El Monte crushed my Little League love. Okay, I, we had we had like a 19 year old kid with a full mustache throwing 100 miles an hour, and everyone's well, like, "Oh, he was a 12 year old." Who was the <laughs> fat was kid who pitched? Years ago, there was a really remember. good fat kid. We're not supposed to call that really narrows it down. Yeah, <laughs> I, was a, I was a fat kid. <laughs> Who was the fat kid that pitched a few years back? I a long I time ago, I was a fat kid. He's good. We could bring a total cologne. Really, isn't a kid, Judd. Uh, that's a good point. Sage, do you remember that Danielle Monte kid from like 20 years ago who he turned I, out to be I, like 16 years old or something? Was that team from the Bronx or yes. from Brooklyn? Or New something Jersey like yeah. or something? I think it might have been the Bronx. Okay. Somewhere in the tri area. I, he was 16. <laughs> I, th- I think he was 16 was the deal. I, he didn't have a mustache, but he was definitely... Uh, he threw like 100 he was, miles. He had that lip hair, though. Lefty. He was sort of a Randy Johnson of like Little League Baseball. That, that, so. that weird... Lip hair that kids get who haven't shaved yet? Peach fuzz, we'll call it. Yeah, it's really odd. <laughs> I had it. It's very it's odd. Weird lip hair. Uh, it's amazing. Wow. So, all right. Well, that's a wrap. We'll see you, Sage. All right. Sage football. We have to talk about Sage's body. No, I can talk about the Bulls, too, by the way. I'm, I'm, I know we can, we can talk about the uh, what Favre said, <laughs> and I completely agree with them. I mean, there's no really other way to look at this thing. You want to get into the, the Packers yeah. and Aaron Rodgers and and Jordan Love, uh, yeah, but but at some point, if you want to talk about the Bulls, by the way, I grew up Eastern Iowa. That's my era, you know. So I was my dad was from Chicago. I grew up a Bulls fan, Bears, Cubs, 
And uh, I watching these um, the last dance has been a heck of a lot of fun. I think one of the the cooler experiences of something I'm looking forward to. Uh, hopefully watching live on Sunday night. If not, I can a million other places I can watch it you know, randomly throughout the week. So it's really cool for me to watch. But uh, uh, you know what Favre said and what the Packers did is a 1,000%, and I know, I know I can't go over 100, but really it's 100% <laughs> uh, a sign that we're ready to move on if you mute Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. They just are. They did nothing to make him better and, and, and give him more – weapons or whatever they they drafted a running back that is a downhill runner uh, much less the quarterback to replace him it's surprising to me they were just in the championship game you're pretty dang close and they're saying okay one of the best players on our team if not I, I, you know i think if, listen he doesn't do everything great but he does stay away from turnovers and i thought sort of manage the offense much better a lot of those games last year they lost those games uh, especially when the playoffs, not because of Aaron Rodgers, uh, but because of their defense couldn't stop anybody, and they need a number two wide receiver. So uh, they didn't help him out with protection. They didn't uh, get a receiver. Uh, they didn't get a, a runner that would be better for a throwing quarterback, and, and it looks like they want to rely on the run and just sort of grind it out, and, and they've already drafted replacement. I can see Rodgers playing one more year there and then somehow trying to find a trade scenario or who knows what but i, I got to think aaron Rodgers is out of uh, green bay sooner rather than later all right what's your best guess where does he play next now now in fact no where does he play after his stop after the packers try and trade him much like they did with brett his to the obligatory afc, AFC yeah. stop where does he where does he finish his career do you think sage well the oakland raiders it seems to make a lot of sense to me and there's other teams too but uh, you know, John Gruden, I don't know what their relationship is and what John, you know, thinks of, of Aaron's game, but, you know, there's a scenario where I've seen John Gruden play very well with two old quarterbacks who did not have the physical skills of Aaron Rodgers. You know, Rich Gannon uh, had an MVP season and uh, and went to the Super Bowl, and they threw the ball a ton. It was quick. It was get the ball out. Uh, it was, You know, those types of things. They did not throw the ball deep down the field. And, you know, Aaron doesn't get the ball out quick enough a lot of times, and, and he holds on to the football. He tries to make these plays and, and doesn't always go through his progressions, and, he you know, he tries to do too much sometimes. So, uh, if if guy like John Gruden could sort of hone him in and use that magical arm and that magical accuracy, but get the ball out faster and sort of uh, execute and, and, and dink and dunk as you work your way down the field. That's what Peyton Manning did at the end of his career, and he managed the game, and you'd be a, a managed quarterback. You know, and then it was it was Brad Johnson in Tampa. Uh, they got to get that defense better. They got to get pieces around it. But you know, they they've gotten some players. They got a wide receiver first round in the draft and so you know hey here's some pieces over here got a good young football team a lot of those draft picks from that Khalil Mack deal as we're building this thing for the long term I bet I bet uh, uh, John Gruden would love to have an in the spotlight three years of, of maybe you know some some late season success of Aaron Rodgers I think that'd be a great matchup do you think Aaron Rodgers can change his style at, at this stage in his career or do you think he's willing to change his style at this stage in his career yeah, I think if those two like each other and those two really uh, agree, and and they are, you know they have like almost like a Sean Payton, Drew Brees bond, and they can get the, they might hate each other right now. Like we have no idea, right? I mean, these guys have both been around the world of quarterbacks for a long time. They might have always enjoyed each other's company and play golf together. And we don't even know about it, or they could not like each other at all, right? So you have no idea. And uh, but I bet they they already know each other, and I, I think I'm sure Aaron's already going. Okay, what's the place? 
in the AFC that makes a lot of sense. Better weather, new stadium. Uh, you know, Derek Carr is not the end all be all there. Uh, I, I don't, you know, and 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 the, the head coach has got a long term ten year contract. They're sort of not in a hurry there, and having Aaron Rodgers in Las Vegas at the end of his career, man, that I that it just makes too much sense to me. So this is where I'm having trouble as someone who has watched Vikings football for 30 to 35 years, and the Vikings have had so much trouble landing on a franchise quarterback. It's it, Usually it's Warren Moon who comes in for three years, and like the Brett Favre carpet ride, and Dante Culpepper worked out for a few years, and then you whiff on Ponder, and it's like just you're constantly searching for the guy, and now it's Cousins for a few years. Green Bay has one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and then gets another one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And, like, they can't wait to get rid of him now. Like, I think Aaron Rodgers, if he wants to play for another four or five years, probably can. So what, what, is, the, what is the rush to get rid of him? He's, maybe he's not the same guy he was six years ago, Sage, but, you know, is it, is it just personality? Is, it, is there that much of an erosion? Know. You know, I, you don't know, but I you remember last summer, um, uh, at the, my quarterback collective camp in LA, and, and Matt Lafleur was there, and he was talking to about twenty-five of these high school quarterbacks from all over the country, and and they they were doing some stuff on on the video screen, and he was talking about you know this, that, and the other, and then at the end of it, they opened up for about a fifteen or twenty-minute Q and A with these kids, and it, it was a cool experience, and you know, in, in the first five questions I were asked him, I would say three, maybe four of them had something to do with Aaron Rodgers, right? What's it like to coach Aaron Rodgers? You know, what's the best throw you've ever seen Aaron Rodgers make? You know, and at some point, uh, Matt LaFleur said, okay, any more questions, no more about Aaron Rodgers. Like, he really did say that. So, you know, he said they'd gotten along. Oh, foreshadowing. Reckless speculation. (laughs) Speculation right there. Well, that is, you know, I think he was looking for, like, leaders, you know, what you're looking for in a leadership and this and that and the other. Mm -hmm. And and it was all that stuff that was sort of going on at that point. And, you know, what's interesting to me is LaFleur did come in. I thought Aaron did hone it back a lot. They ran more ball control. They, they, they rushed for a ton of yards. Alan Lazard, my Iowa State guy, he's their number two receiver. He's not, you know, Reggie Wayne across a Marvin Harrison over here, right? I mean, they got one. They need a number two. They didn't draft him in the draft. They, they needed that. And it looks like, I, I think if, you, if, if they got along well, this wouldn't have happened. How about that? I mean, this pretty mm. much says they must Man. not. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you just don't know. And you have no idea the real scenario. But, you know, all signs point to... I, you know, one, maybe two more years. I don't, I don't know. I, I just sort of feel like the earlier Aaron can get the heck out of there, I think he's probably would, would like to be done and, and moving on. He's done a lot for that, that team. Um, he is a, you know, it looks like a stubborn player maybe sometimes or, or sort of has different issues with, uh, you know, front office coaches, whatever it might be. He's super talented. But uh, I always felt that at the end of his career, if you could put him in an offense that Kirk Cousins is in, where it's a little bit easier on the quarterback, and you can run some screens, and you have a good running back, and you, you mm. do the play action, and the guy could still throw it down the field and still put the ball in tight windows. But the hardest thing to do is a drop-back pass, and, and I thought they did that less last year. They were more under center, and he did some of that bootleg stuff and the stuff you saw Garoppolo doing in San Francisco and having great success, and they just weren't as good as the 49ers, which had a, a you know, they couldn't stop the run. And so... It just it, that's why it doesn't make any sense to me. You don't sell the farm. You know, I just think they're 
they're right there. They they obviously need some weapons, and and you know this is uh this is more of like it's time to move on. So I, I got to think there's. Uh, life is not good or, or the communication or the relationship is not good in Packerland. Sage, is Brett Favre that friend that you know you just can't tell anything to? <laughs> um, I No, I think this is per- – listen, if they're still friends, Aaron knows he said that. And maybe Aaron wanted him to say that, you know, and <laughs> they, you know, they, they probably – uh, you know, maybe Brett has some of the same issues with the the, the same people that now Aaron's having, right? They're going through the same. Did, uh, did Aaron? Knows? Did Aaron want me to say something publicly? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> Aaron knew exactly what he was going to do. <laughs> he knew it was coming. Yeah, Brett is one of those guys that uh, uh, he likes to be in front of that mic on occasion. As do I. I mean, look at me. I do my little radio show here, so. Um, I did not talk to Brett Favre and ask him what Aaron said. So we're, we're, we're you know, we're, we're, I, I take him as uh, for his word that I, I'm sure Aaron's not happy because you know I think Aaron probably felt just give me another receiver or two, yeah, or give me another uh, offensive lineman and a receiver and make our defensive interior line better so we can stop the run so we don't get run 200 yards in a, in a championship game. Um, and and you know he needs to do a better job of getting the. The ball out. I didn't just think it was time to go. Okay, let's just completely start over and and uh, and not not one receiver of all those draft picks, not one receiver to make this team better from from that standpoint. It looks like they must love Alan Lazard. <laughs> they love they love those Cyclones, Sage. Uh, I'll tell you what, Urbandale, Iowa. Yeah, exactly. Hey, back to the last dance topic for a second. Uh, you were there with the Vikings in 2009, and you certainly, I'm sure, uh, gleaned a lot from your friends about what happened in 2010. If there was to be a multi-part series on those Vikings teams and and Favre, who would clearly be the linchpin because he was and is a sports superstar, uh, how compelling could a, not 10-part, but a multi-part series be on the 2009-10 Vikings, and how much could we learn from behind the scenes 10 or 11 years after the fact that we simply don't know about that team? So I think that if Brett Favre were smart and he found that same director who just did this, did this Jordan one, I don't know. It wouldn't be a ten-part series, obviously, but you know, for a, a two-hour or three-hour or, or three-part series or something like that, I'm sure you could get a lot of these players. Maybe not yet. Maybe you got to wait a little bit longer, so we're all a little bit older, so you can sort of get what you want out, what you want out. But uh, the, you know, there is a lot that went on that season. And uh, there, there was definitely drama, and, and the, the end was this sort of grand, grand finale of disappointment and sadness. And, and so, yeah, I definitely, th- when I look back in my career, have you guys seen on Twitter where they talk about what other sort of pro sports or college sports like would be a great type of documentary like mm-hmm. the Chicago Bulls one? And in my career, like that season was just sort of wild, you know, uh, and then... I would say the season where, in, in Miami, 2004-5, you could do a back-to-back here. And this is Dave Wands that gets fired with 1-9. Ricky Williams had quit right before training camp. We also, our coordinator was North Turner, left uh, in, like, February. So we were, like, completely unprepared. It was a disaster. And uh, into the Nick Saban year, the first year of the Nick Saban year. which So I was sort of back-to-back in that. For me, like, that experience would be a weird, you know, documentary, you know, looking back on how that didn't work out for Nick Saban and the whole Ricky Williams sort of experiment and Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor, Junior Seau, 
on that football team. We had a whole bunch of pro bowlers, uh, you know, so that, that was a sort of a wild season too, a couple seasons that we had. But the, the Vikings one uh, of 2009, it was, it really was something. And I, if, but Brett Favre, I think, would be the guy to say, let's do this. And he would lead it. He'd get the sort of the last say. Would Brad Childress has... be like the Jerry, the Jerry Krause figure where everyone just trashes him the whole documentary? I mean, would it, would Chili come on and and defend himself? I'm sure he. I'm sure he'd say yes. So here's the thing: when when Jordan has final say, we we get to hear what Kraus has to say. Whatever Jordan edited, basically in this scenario, right? Mm-hmm. So if if Favre had his way with the whole thing, whatever Brad would say, it would you know Brad would say, it, and and probably Favre would have to be able to edit it and to make whatever he wants to have his relationship with Brad Brad Childress with. Yeah. They might get along great. I have no idea. I have no idea, but um, you know, I I would uh, I'd tell my stories, and if those guys wanted in the, the thing, I you know, I only know what I know. Man, this I, I, it would be fun. Does man. this not make, sound like make, fun? Make, make Does this, this not sound good? Make it happen. Um, real quick here, Tate, there's a, there's Trent Williams went on. Uh, well, he he talked to a couple different media outlets, but this is from Pro Football Talk via an NBC Sports Bay Area article, and he said. Hey, uh, it wasn't that I was refusing to go to the Vikings. He said, quote, the Vikings long-term and what I looked at long-term, it just didn't sync up, he said. They just really dropped out. It wasn't me refusing to go. So we don't really have any clarity on what he means by didn't sync up other than, like, maybe money or something, but... Well, that's the question, and that's where things have been kept, as far as you know, you know, pretty quiet. That uh, he basically has a one-year deal on his contract, and you know, the Vikings. Uh, I don't believe I don't know if they have fourteen point five million dollars, and so you know, there's there's that going on, um, and then you know, you'd probably want to sign an extension so you could lower that number, especially in this first year, and sort of kick the can down the road. So maybe he didn't want to do that extension. Maybe he wanted to do a one-year play really well. And then get like a three or four year deal, uh, with, with for bigger money or something like that. You know, and maybe like like what Andrew Whitworth you know sort of did a couple of years ago with the Rams. So, you know, I'm not really sure, uh, but he does, I think, probably love that system also. So you have no idea. But, I mean, there are similar systems that love playing for Kyle Shanahan because that's how he came into the league was was you know, obviously with Washington when the Shanahan's were there in that system. And I think I do believe he probably wanted to play in that system if all things being equal. Yeah. That's Sage Rosenfels. Football. Sage football wisdom. Uh, before we say goodbye, what's on your quarantine weekend docket? You gonna you gonna dive? The grass in? is growing like crazy, wow. so I'm seriously at twice a week. I think uh, just having the kids currently mowing the yard. That's oh the wow, you run scenario. a you run an operation there. <laughs> Smart. Yes. So then we're gonna go out to eat today. My son, it's his last day of school tomorrow. Uh, they graduate early at his school. And uh, uh, so it's his last day, so he's very excited about that. And so we're going to go out and grab some sandwiches and then uh, try to find a grassy knoll somewhere uh, or a river somewhere to sit by and have our own little picnic uh, to congratulate my son on graduating high school. That's nice. my plans for this. Are they doing like a uh, are, are they doing like a Zoom ceremony or something, or is it just? No, they're not going to do anything. They're hoping, you know, we'll see how things go. They're hoping they can do something. Uh, at the end of you know maybe July or something like that, you know you, you just don't know. I think it's you know it's week to week, month to month, and and we'll see how, how things go. And uh, and I think I, you know everyone's hopeful that uh, we'll be able to you know celebrate these kids and these athletes and and uh, these students uh, who have had great careers, high school graduates, college graduates, whatever, 
and uh, and all these things that we're missing out on. So I know it's been a bummer for him, and and uh, you know hopefully uh, I can find a few things to do to 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 make him uh, realize. You know, I'm very proud of him, and and uh, he worked hard and. His, his plan is to go to Loyola Marymount University out in Los Angeles. So nice. uh, not a bad place for me to fly to. It's going to get a little bit better weather than this Midwestern weather. And, and, and very, very proud of him. Worked really hard. And uh, he went to a really tough high school and uh, got great grades. And he's a great kid. Awesome, man. That's Sage Rosenfeld, our football-loving friend. Sage, enjoy your weekend, man. All right, guys. Thank you. See you, dude.